Scofflaws is a show about the history of crime, criminals, and the investigation thereof. There may be discussion of adult themes and generally icky stuff. Also, neither host is a legal professional, and this show does not contain any legal advice. Remember, crime doesn't pay. Unless you're really good at it. <laughs> The History of Law and Disorder. My name is Sean, and joining me as always is my lovely co-host, Kate. Say hi, Kate. Hi, Kate. <clears throat> so, Kate, we're in the spooky times. It is my favorite spooky time. Ah! <laughs> oh, I love October. The leaves are changing, the air is getting chilly, and everyone just decides it's okay to be scary. Uh, and also, like, every female-identifying person I know decides that they're a witch now. Which is really funny to me. <laughs> yeah, I've noticed that too. Like, I know a lot of witches. And they're witches year-round. <laughs> <laughs> it's also that time of year where if you know anyone who works at a haunted house uh, for the Halloween season, you get to see a lot of really fun makeup art. Oh, yes. Uh, Sean's are my favorite. Not you. The other one. The, the other Sean. There's so many Sean's. So many of them. So what topic do we have for this spookiest time of year? I feel like you should be hosting this episode, but I, I'm i going to do it. Uh, <laughs> we're going to be talking about something super stupid, but enjoyable. We're going to be talking about ghost crime. <laughs> awesome. Like crimes committed by ghosts. Yes, I'm here for it. Ghost crime. Um, and a lot of my sourcing is coming from a website that is for, uh, like a security, like a, a home security thing. <laughs> oh, I love it. I love it. I love it. Spectral misdemeanors. Let's go. <laughs> All right. So, uh, let's define some terms first. So, ghosts are people who have died, and their spirits that haunt the earth. We can agree on that? Yes, I think that's that's an amenable agreement. Cool. And there are different types of ghosts. Yes, I would agree there's... with that as well. <laughs> so, there's, like, specters, which are just the things that you see. And then there's something called oh yes poltergeist. poltergeist i love poltergeists uh so do i and that is my biggest regret in the harry potter series that they did not include peeves in the films he was in deleted scenes in the first one i'm trying to remember i i mean peeves the poltergeist like that's that's makes sense i'm trying to remember what character that is in the book uh his name is peeves He's a ghost that wreaks havoc all over Hogwarts. It even helps in the Battle of Hogwarts in Book 7. The one I didn't read. Well, I mean, he's he's less prominent 
the older Harry gets. Oh, yeah, yeah. But, like, Once they shoo out the clowns. Yeah. And kill, yeah. and spoiler, kill one of them. <laughs> Alright, so we have uh, specters, poltergeists. Is there any other? And those are, like, the big ones. Okay, top two ghosts. Uh, also, fun fact, if you look up Crimes Committed by Ghosts on YouTube, or on YouTube, on Google Image, you get a an image of Papa Emeritus from Ghost, the band, which is performing in Chicago tonight, or in the area tonight. By tonight, we mean three days ago. Exactly. <laughs> so, poltergeists are super, uh... Super creepy. So according to Dictionary.com, a poltergeist is a ghost or spirit that manifests its presence by noises, knockings, and other activities. Yep, they're, they're the touchy ghosts. Yes. They, it can be, their mischief can be like, they steal an item, which I blame the fairies, because why wouldn't you? Uh, breaking things, or as somebody from London claims... Assault, uh, you can be assaulted with objects, such as a mug. Yep, yep, they like to throw things. Uh, one of my favorite portrayals of poltergeists is from the Castlevania games, where it's an uh-huh. where it's an enemy, and the representation of a poltergeist is an end table with a vase, a book, and a, a glass on it that just floats around and bashes into you. Huh. Interesting. And then you whip it to death. Hmm. So there are a couple of story general poltergeist stories that this website features, and they're British. And this one is in 1972. They this family was woken up by a radio station that was transmitting a foreign language, and they were like, "Oh, that's really weird." But like over the next four years, things began getting, like, really weirder. And, like, the poltergeist started, like, assaulting the family more. For instance, messed with various items in the house, and, like, there would be footsteps all around the house. And when the family got real scared, they contacted a priest to try to remove it. The priest couldn't remove it. So then they brought in a medium and the medium was like, hey, this is somebody that used to live in the house. After the medium came by, the poltergeist had a friend join him. <laughs> he squatted up. Yep, and then uh, the family said it didn't it didn't stop uh, and until they finally moved away. Oh, yep, yep. Once once the poltergeist train uh, starts to pop in, you best not come a-knocking. Exactly. So... Ghosts, there's like, so like, this is legitimately the only source I can find on YouTube, unless I go on Reddit, which I don't have the energy to sift through, (laughs) of like, ghosts committing crimes, but like, the biggest crime, if you think about it, of ghosts committing is burglary, because burglary is the unlawful entry of a building. Alright, I mean, do laws apply to ghosts is the question. Well, if you ask a lawyer, no. And also, is it a case of, like, 
are we the ones that are committing burglary because we're in their space? I don't know. We don't have a Supreme Court v. Funky Phantom precedent yet. (laughs) But some instances of ghost burglary, the most famous is the sightings of Abraham Lincoln in the White House. Oh, I've heard about those. Yep. Yep. Um, And I think I may have seen him in the White House when I went there with my uh, dad because my dad used to work for the White House. Did you now? If I'm remembering correctly. I've seen ghosts. I've had a lot of poltergeists in my day. I remember reading, and this was this was years ago, an alternative theory that someone had for poltergeists. Rather than it being like the ghost of someone who just happened to put all their stats into touchy and not CE. <laughs> um, it's uh, They were positing that instead of it being another entity, it was like unchecked psychic power from uh, adolescent girls. Interesting. That's when all the poltergeist activity I experienced happened was when I was a teenager. Hmm. Yep. No. That fits in with Salem Witches, which we'll be talking about next week. Because it's spooky times! It is spooky times. Also, another famous ghost that is invasive is Al Capone at Alcatraz. Is there is there more to that? I don't really have an Al Capone joke. I used that last week. <laughs> so uh, basically, the island in San Francisco Bay that is that used to hold Alcatraz or that holds Alcatraz, which is no longer a prison, because it's uh, still a building. It's still a building that you can take tours through, and it is ridiculously haunted, but. Before it became a federal prison, Native Americans actually claimed that that island held evil spirits. Uh, and the Love most, it. Oh yeah, it's it is. Um, I've listened to. Uh, there's a podcast I really like called Ear Hustle, not a sponsor. That talks about um, like life inside San Quentin Prison in California. And they mentioned uh, Alcatraz, like, inmates who got shipped from Alcatraz to San Quentin back in, like, the 60s or 70s when Alcatraz finally closed. And, like, the inmates were, like, legit scarred for from all the paranormal activity. All right. Yeah, no, that's, that's awesome. Let's have the ghosts be the wardens. I think there was a the real Ghostbusters episode that was about that. <laughs> if not, I know that's definitely the shtick of a Danny Phantom villain. Um. So to finish off the Al Capone thing, uh, he Al Capone was actually one of Alcatraz's first inmates, and it's said that banjo noises can be heard from the shower room where he used to practice. I did not know that Al Capone played the banjo. Apparently. Uh, Also, it's said that he haunts the cemetery where he was buried. But this is what the article says. It says, quote, we can't confirm the logistics of a ghost haunting multiple locations. (laughs) Yeah, no, you don't really hear about ghosts pulling double duty like that. Anything's possible in the paranormal. Yeah, I mean, there's no... They don't have any physical construct they have to worry about. 
They can be wherever they want to be. But it's also said that Alcatraz is the uh, is the home of George Kelly, Machine Gun Kelly. That's who it is. Yep. Alvin Creepy Carpus and the Birdman of Alcatraz, Robert Stroud. Oh, we we got to do an episode about the Birdman of Alcatraz just because that's a super fun story. Sure, I haven't heard. I don't study criminals like that very often. Uh, let's see. What do I know about ghosts? Well, I know I know a lot about ghosts, and I know busting makes me feel good. But <laughs> well, this article does mention the Ghostbusters. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Uh, if you want to consider the crimes of the ghost, I've never seen Ghostbusters. Wait, hold up. So you you've never seen Ghostbusters? No, or- it it was deemed too scary when I was a kid. One, two, or the new one with with the all female cast? Nope. If I would watch any of them, it would probably be the the new one first because I freaking love Kate McKinnon. Kate McKinnon makes that movie, yeah. Isn't Leslie Jones in it as well? Yep. Yes. Yep. Leslie Jones is in it, and he she plays uh pretty much just a straight up female version of Winston Je- uh, Zeddemore. I think that's the point. Yeah. Well, I, I mean, the mix and match of the personality traits and tropes that the original Ghostbusters had, but uh-huh. she's just one for one, really. Hmm. I like Leslie Jones a lot. Yep. I'm on a SNL kick. Anywho, um, what else do you know about ghosts? Uh, let's see. What else? Well, they're factual things that I know about ghosts. Uh, ghosts are <laughs> commonly associated with running water. They can't cross running water. Well, I'm sorry. You said they can't cross running water? They cannot cross running water. Are you sure you don't mean vampires? Everything that I've known about ghosts is that they can't cross running water. Because I know that's that's a big part of uh, vampire lore, is that they can't cross uh, running water unless they have a coffin filled with the soil of their homeland, a la Bram Stoker's Dracula. Uh, but Well, so everything I'm seeing is that ghosts can't cross running water because it's a sign of purity in life. And it's a, a source of light for living being, beings. Hmm. That's different from what I've read about ghosts in that running water is also... This is, again, part of like the, the theory of ghosts equal latent or residual psychic energy. Mm-hmm. And that running water is a, like a booster for that. Oh, yeah. Water is a conductor. So that's that's what I've I've heard. Um, well, read. I don't I don't want to say heard because I'm not discussing ghost theory with anyone other than you on this podcast right now. <laughs> well, uh, let's be clear. Uh, if it isn't clear, listeners already, I am super into the paranormal and the and the the that kind of stuff. So, like, this is stuff that I've looked at for many years. My favorite fact is that, um, or my favorite thing. That I read when I was a teenager, like a, like 13, was that apparently if you look between a dog or cat's ears, if they're looking at nothing, you'll probably see a ghost. Or a fly. Or a fly. That's usually what it is when I saw it. 
But I like that that has been the one thing that has stuck with me. Reading about ghost lore. I've never I've never seen a ghost in person. Really? Yeah, no, I've never seen a ghost in person. Um, the closest I've come to an actual like paranormal experience is shortly after my paternal grandfather died. I had a dream about uh, a dream of him appearing to me as sort of like you know that that visual effect they did for like force ghosts in uh, the original Star Wars movies. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Hey, yes, I understand that. We found one. We finally found one. I haven't seen all of them, but I understand what you're saying. Yeah, that that sort of like blue shimmer effect, like I had. Yeah. yeah. He appeared to me that way. Oh. I've had a lot of dreams about my family members that have passed and they like appear to me in specific ways and have specific things to say. It, it, if I, if I recall correctly, cause this, this would have been about 20 plus years ago. It was something utterly banal. Like he told me where he had his beer stashed. <laughs> yeah. Oh, once my grandfather showed up uh, in my dream vacuuming, which he never did. And he didn't say anything. He was just there vacuuming with an apron on. <laughs> sure, why not? <laughs> and um, my parent, according to my mom, he showed up in that dream doing that to make it, to make me understand that it was okay, that it I could I didn't have to be sad. Hmm, that is touching. Mine is just sort of goofy, which sort of fits with what my grandpa was—just sort of goofy. <laughs> um. So some famous fictional ghosts. My favorite, Casper the Friendly Ghost. G-g-g-g-ghost? That is literally every joke in every Casper cartoon. Just repeat, repeat, repeat. Someone actually likes him. Yep. Yep, yep, yep. Also, Beetlejuice. Of course. Beetlejuice, actually a ghost criminal. An actual ghost criminal. My favorite ghost criminal. I do like Beetlejuice a lot. I haven't seen the movie, but I'm familiar with the musical. I will watch the movie at some point. It is Halloween. I'll probably watch it tomorrow night. Especially now that I know that... um, Now that I know more about the cast that's in it. Does the Stay Puff Marshmallow Man count as a ghost? Uh, Do the Ghostbusters bust it? Uh, they turn him into marshmallow fluff across, like, ten city blocks. Yes. In my complete, uh, my complete authority, yes. Alright. Oh, there is one scene in Ghostbusters that a lot of people I've talked to have contention with, like, their, their modus operandi with. It's, it, Oh? It's during, because of course it was an 80s movie, so of course there's a montage in it. Yes, because 80s. Yep. And they're, so during their ghost-busting montage, as just to show, like, they have business and they're doing things, there's one mm-hmm. ghost that they bust that's just jogging across, like, the sidewalk outside of Central Park. Mm-hmm. And a lot of people argue that, like, what was the point of that one? Like, who called the Ghostbusters on this ghost that is in a public space, not really bothering anyone? Because remember, the Ghostbusters aren't a public service. People pay them to do this. Yeah, I think it would be somebody was afraid of it. Or maybe it's just assault on a ghost. Maybe. Um, another ghost, uh, ghost villain that I'm, 
particularly fond of is basically every villain in Scooby-Doo ever. If it wasn't a rich old man, it was a ghost. Well, to be fair, the the ghost also turned out to be old men. Yes, very true. Unless you're talking about the movies, in which case we actually start getting some supernatural things happening. I mean, when I was a kid, it was the movies. Yeah. But that's all the information I could find about spoopy ghosties. Did you know there's a Scooby-Doo movie where Shaggy turns into a werewolf and has to race in a demolition derby? Yes, I did know that because I've seen it. Such a stupid fucking premise. (laughs) It's a stupid (laughs) premise and it takes them literally half the movie to get to that point. Because the actual premise of the movie was about the worth of one cartoon episode. So they had to take the first half of the movie and just do hijinks of trying to get Shaggy to be the werewolf in the first place. It's been a long time since I've seen it, but yes. That sounds very familiar. Let's see, what else? What else? Um, You did not do Florida Man alert. Oh no, we didn't. We did not do a Florida Man. Um, Find a ghosty Florida Man. I found our Florida Man alert. Alright, this is an old one from 2016, but Florida Man on, and I specified that this has it in quotes, Molly chased ghosts with machete endangered kids. Did it say on a Molly? No, on the drug Molly. Okay, I heard, I I thought I was going to make fun of them for being out of touch by calling it a Molly. I think they're out of touch for calling the drug Molly. No, people still call it that. All right, uh, agree to disagree on that, but okay. <laughs> it's still referenced in songs. Yeah, I guess, but then I mean, the songs you're looking for that rhyme. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I only mentioned Danny Phantom once. I'm I feel proud of you. That. Although I do love Danny Phantom. It was a good cartoon. It was one of my favorites. I have a theme song in my head right now. I can't remember the theme song, but I remember I liked it better than Fairly Odd Parents. I did too. Uh, but I know Danny Phantom was, he's Danny Phantom, but da 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 Oh yeah, no, that, that sort of super early 2000s riff. Yeah. Because Fairly Odd Parents was a, was a play on the 50s. Well, it was also a play on child abuse. Yes, yes it was. I did really enjoy the show, though, which I, now looking back on it, I wonder why. I don't know. I think I'm just going to make Danny Phantom our our episode image for no other reason than we didn't talk about him enough. I love Danny Phantom so much. (laughs) All right, I think we're going to cut it there just because we've clearly run out of ghost crime and just been talking about pop culture for the last 20 minutes <laughs> the whole episode has been like 22 minutes so not that long uh holy shit All right, i'm super looking forward to next uh next week and having actual spectral crimes they're not actual spectral crimes we're gonna talk about why the salem witch trials were a hoax I'm still going to put that under the umbrella of spectral crime. Uh, had nothing to do with specters. Uh. Spooky crime. How's that? There you go.
All right. I'm wondering if I should do a dumb law from Massachusetts <laughs> or if I should save that. Save you know what? That. I'm sure. Okay. Oh, dumb laws website. Why do you want to do a bad job right now? Don't do bad job. Only good. <laughs> oh, it's just shitting the bed on me. Oof. All right. Pulling the ripcord emergency plan. Um, while I desperately scramble for a different source of dumb laws as opposed to the one I've used for the past 40 episodes, um, feel free to find us online at scofflawspodcast.com, uh, on uh, Facebook at Scofflaws A History of Law and Disorder, uh, on uh, Twitter at Scofflawscast, and uh, donate to our Patreon. Please. Yep, yeah, please. Please pay us. Please give us money. We need to feed our animals. We need to, to feed our, our animals and various live-in loved ones. <laughs> Shout out to the various live-in loved one that is uh, Troy Orthel, which is Sean's lovely live-in loved one, who does our episode art and is... Uh, an amazing artist and you should check her out yeah sure why not let's plug my wife here um <laughs> uh check out my my wife uh again on facebook uh dreaded loon the art of trey orthol and uh yeah buy some stuff from her it's really neat it's very very neat she did a really good chance to snap her artwork that i'm in love with Oh yeah, Chan- I remember that chance to snap her. Uh, that was a good one. I found it on uh, law. Okay, this one is out of Hawaii. Coins are not allowed to be placed in okay. one's ears. Are they having issues with magic tricks? I don't know. I kind of picked that one because that's a trick that my grandpa used to do is the, the whole palm a coin and oh, what's behind your ear? Yeah. Maybe people were shoving so, coins in their ears. Yeah, I guess some people just didn't get the magic joke of it and just sort of rammed a dime off of their ear, but who knows? Alright, well, I want to go to bed. I need to cleanse my house and go to bed. Yep, on that pleasant imagery, this has been Scoffle of the History of Law and Disorder. My name is Sean, and this has been Kate. Say bye, Kate. Bye, Kate. Woo! <laughs>